everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of the Girl Unlimited podcast. It is, um, I'm recording this episode on the 14th of December and it is morning here. So good morning if you're listening to me in the morning. It's always great to be here with you guys. If, you, if you've been paying attention, you'll notice that I released three guest interview episodes back to back in the last few weeks. I'll be doing the same uh, this time around. It will be three back-to-back solo episodes taking us through to the end of the year. And then we'll resume our guest interviews in the new year. So it is Christmas time. Mistletoe and wine. (laughs) Bear with me, especially if you don't celebrate Christmas. I I feel it's okay to get a little cheesy (laughs) during the Christmas period. Even if that means borrowing a line from Sir Cliff Richard's popular Christmas number. (laughs) My children get so super excited during Christmas, but sadly for for them at least, their parents don't. So as usual, we're always one of the last to get with the program. For instance, I'm recording this episode, like I said, um, on the 14th of December, and we only put up our tree a couple of days ago. (laughs) We also tend to leave the gift shopping until last minute. And that's Probably because I procrastinate until I can no longer put it off. Like, <laughs> literally. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably because in Nigeria, where I grew up, Christmas meant cooking and sharing meals with neighbors and friends. And my kids are obviously growing up in a totally different reality from ours. I mean, I'm sure there were homes in Nigeria at the time that had Christmas trees and lights, but that wasn't the home I grew up in. So, Um, Even though, to be honest, I think, you know, in the last couple of years or so, I've been really, really impressed by, I mean, I've seen, witnessed some impressive Christmas light displays and especially around where I live. And honestly, my fluttering heart that simply adores beautiful things just sings, you know. So that being said, this Christmas is a very special one for me and my family. And it's basically because uh, we are embarking on a new journey, the journey into homeschooling or home education, as the homeschooling community like to call it. And the reason they like to call it home education is because they believe that it is not that homeschooling gives the impression that you are replicating school at home and that's not necessarily necessarily the case as you will hear in the course of this episode so you might be wondering why am i sharing this and what does that what does it have to do with the girl unlimited ethos to be honest i was a little conflicted as to whether to actually share this new journey of ours on the podcast for one the journey in itself is is exactly that it's new and We only recently pulled our 14-year-old out of school and we are pulling our 11 and 7-year-olds out at the end of this autumn term. And I tend to find myself in this position quite a lot, actually, when it comes to recording, especially the solo episodes. You know, deciding what is okay to share and what should stay in the confines of my journal. But in this case, I actually decided that... Um, I this is one that should go on both podcast and journal because it is a monumental deal for me. And 
I have made a promise to myself to always be real with you guys on this podcast. And it didn't feel right to have such a major change happening in my Girl Unlimited life and not share it with you guys. I also feel it will strongly help so many people who, like me, were probably curious about home education or and felt dissatisfied with the school system. But instead of taking control, you've kind of felt stuck. Personal accounts of homeschooling families are my favorite piece of information to gather, especially in this journey. And like I said, it is a new journey. And honestly, in the last month, I have basically lived and breathed home education. But how does that tie into the Girl Unlimited ethos? You, like me, might be shocked to find out that it actually ties in plenty. Those who know me well know how much I talk about purpose and the reason for our existence. I'm just, I'm one of those people that just can't accept that we simply were meant to be born, go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, retire, and then die. (laughs) I've always found it weird that most of us never question it and we just accept it. But I've always believed that there's more. There's more to you and I. We're made for more. I've always believed that. And we are. We really, really are. And the tenets of the Girl Unlimited brand is breaking barriers and stereotypes and embracing our unlimited potential. It is breaking through limitations, most of which are self-imposed like fear and limiting beliefs. It means being courageous enough to be unconventional and go against the grain. It is taking hold of the unlimited possibilities and opportunities and striving to maximize one's potential. It is not an easy path by no means, but one we must take if we want to be free to be all that we were created to be. And guys, what I've just described, I have learned in a nutshell, is all within the very fabric of a good home education. That is in addition to the other pros like the flexibility and the learning that is tailor-made to suit the child. So naturally, as a parent who wants to bring up courageous, creative, barrier-breaking kids, it appealed to me long before I found the courage to take action on it. And you guys know by now that this is, this is kind of becoming my pattern. I'm talking years. Because like most parents, especially if you were born in the type of society I was, I wanted courageous, creative, barrier-breaking kids who also scored 100% in their academic subjects, regardless of whether the child was actually learning or not. I mean, it will be the perfect subtle boasting topic of discussion with my friends or on social media, wouldn't it? But the question that most of us failed to ask, including myself, was, will they actually be learning? Or were top exam scores real proof that they were actually learning? It certainly wasn't for me. I wasn't a top student by a mile. I mean, I was bright. Even I knew that. But I found school, and especially the structure of school, boring. At least through primary school. And then (laughs) inconveniencing as I grew older. To me, it got in the way of real life and real learning that that I felt was found out there. Whatever out there meant. So I simply studied to pass exams because that was what was expected of me. Because the only other thing more inconveniencing than studying stuff I was completely uninterested in 
was failing and having to do those exams again. You guys know by now that I studied law and I attended law school in Nigeria. And though I have a law degree, I know I will struggle to defend it right now if I ever had to because I spent more time going for music gigs to literally gigging through university than attending classes. I don't even remember half of my teachers. The one time period that stuck the most in my head was writing my final year thesis. That was because I got to pick a topic I was actually really interested in. No, scratch that. A topic that I was passionate about. It was the rights of a married woman under the laws and customs of the tribe that I come from in Nigeria. <laughs> no surprises there, right? I have ended up not only working a lot with writing and words, obviously, but as an advocate for women's freedom. <laughs> Go figure. I was passionate about that topic because, because I saw myself and even more importantly, probably my newly deceased mother in the detail. Clearly, I'm still very passionate about it. Funny, uh, also my husband has a similar school story. He couldn't be bothered about most of the subjects he took either. In, in fact, in hindsight, he feels they were mostly a waste of time. But he was good at passing tests. So did. In his own words, it wasn't necessarily because he was smarter than the rest, but because he was more compliant now he has an economics and statistics degree that he has almost no use of, especially in his new present career as an IT developer. And a lot of my friends have similar stories. What is the result of this? We leave school with brand new shiny degrees and hopefully a good job to go with it and then wake up at some age round about 41, 42 and we start asking ourselves why we feel so lost. Enter midlife crisis thing is we can say all these things with hindsight now but given the chance and given where we were at the time would we have chosen differently i doubt it your degree was your ticket to what everyone hoped was a nice cushy job at some big conglomerate the better your gpa the better your chances of getting in in my fresh out of uni days back in nigeria those who took the study what you love route <laughs> ended up with much fewer choices pretty much teaching and i'm going to come back to this particular point a little later in the episode thankfully things have changed quite a bit we live in an age now where 16 year old youtube content creators are making millions off the back of their youtube channels alone we live in the internet driven world where opportunities and boundless choice of resources exist no longer is the only source of information the one single individual standing in front of the class we live in a world now where being the big fish in a small pond of your niche is the way to go heck we live in a world now where people pay others to teach them how to jump higher for crying out loud i mean the first time honestly guys the first time i heard of this niche i almost fell out of my chair we live in a world now where there is more than one way of doing things an alternative education for instance personally i've learned more from diving into self-education in the last six years or so in form of books and courses than i did in the 18 years or so that i attended formal education knowing what i know now and judging from my experience with school i can't help asking myself why i never questioned just sending my children to formal school but the fact is 
I didn't. And most likely because it was all I knew. You know, the formal education route was all I knew. And I see most folks doing the same thing until something happens that jars you awake from your zombie-like stupor. Our own jarring awake moment happened not too long ago when our older son started experiencing problems in school. School pretty much became a non-thriving environment for him to the point where we literally had no choice. At this point, we had been through state school and we had been through private school and we were not going to be taking him to a third school. So homeschooling at that point was not really a difficult decision to make. And being that it, it had kind of been in our radar for a while anyway, it was a natural, easy, next step choice. But nothing, and I mean, guys, absolutely nothing prepared us for the seemingly overnight transformation in our son. So much so that I find myself feeling some remorse for not doing it earlier. So much so that we made the decision to take out his two younger siblings as well. Because for us, this is an opportunity too good to pass on. Why am I sharing these again? Because perhaps you are like me. You've heard a lot about school, homeschooling or home education, but have never really given it a second thought because you didn't think it was something that you could do. Or maybe something you felt that was the exclusive jurisdiction of faith buffs or Americans. But, and this is a very big but, you are not or are no longer satisfied with the school system. Or like me, you had nothing against school, but simply wanted to provide your kids with an alternative path, devoid of the rat race or hamster wheel programming. I wanted to give them a fighting chance of not having to think outside the box in spite of their programming. But thinking outside the box, becoming a way of life for them from the very beginning. And obviously, we are not starting at the very beginning. I know a few families that have started, that had this philosophy from day one and started their kids on this journey from day one. That's obviously not our case. But that is definitely one of the reasons we chose home education. Another reason was what I kind of alluded to earlier when I was speaking of, you know, graduates of certain courses having very few job prospects and pretty much having to fall into teaching. And that is where the problem is, the falling in to teaching. I believe there are a few careers, guys, that you can't just fall into, like teaching and medicine. In fact, anything that has to do with kids, I feel, should be seen as some sort of mission or a calling, no matter the financial remuneration. Sadly, that's not necessarily the case with teaching. And even those teachers that are passionate about teaching, and I thankfully have, I'm fortunate to have a few of those friends, are themselves frustrated with the system. So entrusting my children's education into the hands of professionals who would rather not be there if they had a choice was scary and enough to make us start seeking alternatives. And the irony, guys, wasn't lost on us that the person that is hailed as the father of modern home education, that's the late John Holt, was himself a teacher who had tried to reform the school education from within and failing to do so started advising folks to home educate. These are just some of the reasons we took the leap of faith to home educate our children. We haven't even talked about the opportunity to help them cultivate a joy for learning or the opportunity to not watch them grow, to not just watch them grow, but to have them actually watch us grow or the opportunity to really, really prepare them for the real world. I've used a lot of, I know I've used the word opportunity a lot here and it's because I truly, truly believe that this is an opportunity. 
So how would I define home education in case you're wondering? I see home education as an alternative form of education where the parents or caregivers of a child support and facilitate his learning, a learning that is not only tailor-made to suit the child, but driven by the child's interests and personality. So if your child is incredibly academic and learning at a faster speed than their peers in school, you have the freedom and the flexibility to support them in learning at the speed that they are clearly equipped for. Or perhaps your child is a visual learner. You get to support them in that too. To that effect, home education becomes what you want your home education to look like. And it's not replicating school at home, which, like I said earlier, is what the general misconception is. Personally, I find this a relief because replicating school at home would certainly not work for me. I instead look forward to exploring my kids' interests with them and exposing them to new ways of learning that can take place within the confines of the home, definitely, but certainly outside the, co the confines of the home. Whew. I can already hear some possible questions or objections to all I've said so far. So please feel free to email them to me. I'll do my pe best to answer, but bear in mind, obviously, I'm new to this and I don't have all the answers. In fact, from what I've seen so far, no one does because every home education family, at least the ones I've met so far, are on a journey themselves. Some farther down the line than others and they are constantly tweaking and adjusting as they go along depending on the seasons they find themselves. Do I still quake in fear some nights that maybe I am damaging my children instead of helping? <laughs> you bet. But I encourage myself with the fact that most, if not all, parents, both those who choose to keep their kids in school and those who choose to home educate, are doing what they believe is in the best interest of their children. That's all we can do. So today I thought I'll end this episode by reading a post from Stark Raven Dad. He's a homeschooling dad from New Zealand who has a blog and a podcast dedicated to inspiring and motivating home ed families. I find his content both insightful and encouraging, especially if you're new like me or are considering this journey. It will certainly give you a glimpse into the home education world and its way of thinking. I highly recommend checking out his content and I'll le leave a link to his um, website in the show notes. So here it is. We've become completely obsessed with the idea that children must learn. Subjects, tests, Benchmarks, progress, grades, awards, expectations, pressure. These words have become synonymous with childhood and the age we start using them is getting younger and younger. Before a child has a chance to start exploring their uniqueness, who they are and how they're, they'd like to express that in the world, they are asked to gather in a group and spend 13 years walking along the same path as everyone else. They are told what they'll be learning, when they'll be learning, and where they'll be learning it. They are told what is expected of them, by what age, and how and when they'll need to prove they are meeting the standards. Whether or not the method of proof comes naturally to them or that they find the topics interesting is irrelevant. It is too bad if the physical space is one they don't thrive in. Throughout this learning journey, the child will move progressively toward proficiency in what has been asked of them. 
and they will be they will move progressively away from a desire to explore what makes them unique. In the end, they will become pretty much who they've been asked to become. For many, the spark of individuality that was ready to ignite in childhood will be all but extinguished. We've created a strictly linear system from which it is almost impossible to explore other paths, and this will remain a fact for as long as we focus childhood on achieving a single gold standard. It is time to consider a very different starting premise for education approaches globally. That the true essence of childhood is not learning, it is becoming. Whew. <laughs> I hope you found that post as insightful as I did the first time I heard it and hopefully the entire episode as well. Now, I feel I have to make something really clear here. I didn't record this episode to persuade you to join the bandwagon of home education, though if you were on the fence before listening, then I wouldn't be surprised if it encourages you to take the leap. I recorded this episode to spark curiosity and encourage you to ask the question, is there another way? Especially if you're not satisfied with the current position of things. I really, really feel deep down in my heart that that is a prerequisite for barrier breakers, especially when it comes to problem solving. Today, we discussed education alternatives. How about in your business or your content creation? Is there a different way to do things better, smarter, perhaps with more originality? There is a Bible verse that says there's nothing new under the sun, meaning it's all been done before. For one, I'm actually glad about that because it means I simply have to look at what else is out there. There will always be paths well-trodden and those there are not. Bottom line, there are options. There are always, always options. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have, don't forget to share the episode with your loved ones as well as rate and review the podcast, especially if you're listening on iTunes. Doing this greatly, greatly helps us spread the message and helps others find us as well. Also, don't forget, you can now join the Girl Unlimited community on Facebook. Listen, I know for a fact that going against the grain can be a lonely road. So surrounding yourself with people who are like you going against the grain makes the journey a lot more enjoyable. It's a brand new group with only a couple of people in at this point. So at some point, you can start boasting that you are or were a founding member of the Girl Unlimited community. So come on in and join us. Until next time, remember, my friend, you are a unique, remarkably created person with a God-given purpose and unlimited potential. The question is, what are you going to do about it? You think that nothing will become of me. I'll never come to anything but I